0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I know that we have talks sometimes, Philip, I mean, you've got the advantage of, or you make the conscious effort of coming to church on a regular basis. Um, I would say once or twice a week. Um, obviously, you're on the committee of the church, you are part of the theological Committee that the Archdiocese has formulated. Um, but I know you as an altar boy, and I know you that this is something that you've um, had in your weekly routine. Like it's um, the same way that people desire coffee. I think that you at least once in a week you desire um, to be in an environment where you can be hopefully 100% orthodox. Um, so we do kind of, but we've been kind of meeting a little bit unnaturally because these confessions, these conversations, really would have happened in your confession, and you haven't had these many confessions um, in this small period of us coming together. So it's kind of um, my concern is is obviously that we don't relax because. Um, your spiritual growth and we don't just make them conversations but we have the discipline to know that this is not your confession either um but from these kind of thought-provoking conversations that we're having how does that kind of help in your school days you've gone back to school now and everything how does that kind of because you're dealing with obviously the um the reality of um, diversity in faith and spirituality amongst um, the community you teach? Well, the,
1: the conversations do help me because it gives me the confidence to be able to teach many different faiths and, well, to people of many different different faiths um, while trying to remain orthodox um, in myself and the way I teach and things like that. So it does give me confidence knowing what do we as Orthodox believe and, you know, how I can teach that in the class as well. Um, but there have been, you know, uh, in school a lot of new conversations over the past year, which I have found more challenging to answer. Mm. Um, one in particular uh, would be from the more religious boys in the school or um different staff members who uh would maybe ask me about the vaccine Um, in particular the students they 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 asked me my opinion is it right what does the church say you know and um the truth is i haven't really got an answer to it um and I, I find it difficult to respond to these because, so, you know, I have these thoughts in my head myself. So um, without it being too, much, too controversial, I, I would like mm-hmm. uh, maybe clarification or your opinion or what the church would teach
0: about these kinds of things. Well, the reality is that... Um, when the church in itself has something to say, we would say it. For example, it will come through my bishops and and then we will give it as a sermon. So it shows you that that hasn't happened so far. Um, I know that there is a split um, of opinion within the universal church in all over the world, really. I suppose that's the word universal, but... um, controversy as well um conspiracy um i know that there's been prophecies um and we all have um our own way of interpreting things and then how do we manage that and how does that translate in the way we're going to live um i would be bold enough to say that the vaccine is not a church issue um really it's a health issue and really these questions will be asked between the person and their gp why would i say this is because i've never said i've never had anyone ask me can i have the the other vaccines which could be for polio or measles or um anything else, whooping cough or whatever it is. I know that we've had them as a baby. I can't remember what we've had um i know that we even had moti the bcg or btg or whatever that was that was your school wasn't it or something yeah not 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 the secondary school you went to but we had all those and no one ever asked i don't i I can't remember my parents ever going and asking a priest can we have that should i give that to my children or should i not give that to my children or even for themselves or people that travel to other exotic countries for malaria for example they're taking jabs and they're taking vaccines and they're taking tablets and they're taking things so that no, they never ask the church because there is something that they're working towards. Um...
1: But if you don't mind me ask, saying this, but um, I know personally, I can only speak personally, this one feels different um, because, like you said, it's with it is lockdowns and movement restrictions, and this just feels like. I feel like this might um, make people think, oh, conspiracy or the prophecies and things like that, Um, because the other vaccines never accompanied that kind of stuff.
0: Well, I think, to tell you the truth, um, the reality was God was coming again to put an end to life as we know it. And that was from his resurrection, really, so we've been waiting 2000 years and, and I think every generation, every century wanted it to happen. Those who were Christian, those who were Orthodox Christian want him to come again. Um, and I think with every age and with every stage of our medical life and every ability that we have, there is a self-conscious of why do we want to do it? Um, could be the bullying that we want a certain job or we want the exotic thing of going to that holiday, or sometimes they might be mercenaries you know the people there's you know there 's priests a mission in Africa, whatever that need to have these kind of uh, vaccines, and I'm sure that they might have even might need to do this one as well. Maybe to travel, maybe you don't know some of the countries. So, if I was a priest, for example, and I had to go into an area to administer a, a, a service and Holy Communion to a place that I could only go there if I was vaccinated, I don't think I'd think twice. I'm not really in that position at the moment. I'm not really in that position. But yes, I know what you mean. It's still a medical thing. And I still think that it's every human being should have a medical conscience. In other words, they trust the science or they trust the people that are advising them or the conditions that they might have themselves, you know, whatever they need to preserve. And maybe if this virus made or not made natural or unnatural, is around and we can't pretend it's not, and if someone gets it for example and the you know the percent you know the probability is that they could really suffer then that's a decision they're making you're making a health decision on the fact that if i'm going to stay alive i still have to offer humanity something i'm not here because i'm making millions and i don't want to lose my money and i'm going to want to squander it If I'm preserving life, I'm preserving the ability for me to serve humanity, for me to be useful. There has to be a reason for me to do it. I'm not going to do it just to have the arrogance that I can survive or I can dodge death. This doesn't really make sense. So my... so. The church comes into play when you're saying the church is giving you a purpose to survive, a purpose to stay healthy, a purpose which is with its fasting, with its with its ability of humility, when it, you have repent. You know, it's a really big picture. We're arguing this point, or we're discussing this, but we're not arguing together, but people argue from a very judgmental hatred point of view. No one's actually saying, yeah, but... Well, doesn't matter imagine if it is really controversial and you die you actually die a martyr it's not a terrible thing actually in some ways okay let's do this now from the idea of prophecy um yes prophecies seem to be um revealing themselves um in a lot of ways but these chips and things like this that they're talking about have existed from a long time. The On our telephones, on the th- things here, people, they've already had the chip, the barcodes on food, the barcodes on everything. So, you know, from that point of view, those things exist. I think the chipping of humanity will come 100%. Because- as in
1: the, as in, what's written in Revelation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can see the way that life has changed. The world has changed a little bit. Um, you know, they were talking about... So the vaccine, this vaccine, isn't the vaccine, I would say, from my personal opinion, because no one else has said anything to me. The church hasn't. And neither has a politician. Um, for me, is the easing in so that we would be acceptable to something that will come later on yeah so this is like a a normal way of life for example and then when the thing comes they would just say look everything is you know contactless everything is like this it's easier to manage instead of this passport idea It's this i mean i've had it in my dog for example the chip for the last 10 years And when you go somewhere, they bleep her and they know that she's had all her vaccinations, she's had all her flea jabs, she's had all this, they tell tell you your whole medical record. Now chips have existed in other countries already, there is people that have chips in high security kind of um, departments, they're already chipped because lanyards are easily taken and this and stuff like this, so people that have high security have already um, being chipped. I know that they were doing fingerprints for canteens in schools. We have this idea on our phones that we can put our thumbprint or on our iPads. So, you know, we're already, you know, it's, so what people are getting shocked with is the same way that I think um, it's just how it's affected the whole world very quickly. And I think it's. And people have lost a voice. So what I would say, really, to anyone that asks me, which they do, um, I don't think it's right for anyone to reveal what they have and haven't done. It's nothing about being guilty or being a hypocrite or anything. No one asks me any other questions, you know, what I've done and haven't eaten and this. And we ask these kind of questions at fasting, have you been fasting? What did you eat? What did you eat? We kind of ask these judgmental questions to justify the weaknesses in ourselves instead of supporting each other. I always say to people, pray about it. Honestly, pray about it. Don't make a decision on fear. Pray about it. But I know that the government uh, or the governments in plural are trying to create fear and are making people make decisions on fear, and I think this is unfair. And this is why the church sometimes has to really stick up for humanity and remind us that we are totally human, and that we can make rational decisions, but we have to be in a rational state of mind. If we're in f- if we're in- if we're under pressure and fear, and it's not really nice that we would, in a church, for example, if people would come and say they were vaccinated if people decided not to be vaccinated to have this pharisee and tax collector arrogance that i'm a better orthodox person how do you know that the real orthodox person isn't the one that has been vaccinated because they're doing very orthodox things you know they might be able to, they they may be they have to this body will decompose this body we're going to put to the earth it's the same question that the people that were the extremists at the time of Paul, who wouldn't eat the food that was um, presented to idols. He said to him, you're dying, you're starving and dying, and verifying that idols are real, because you believe that that food is blessed by idols. You shouldn't be scared. Do the cross. We had the whole feast today of the cross. Do your cross. Um and- eat the food and live as an orthodox human being um so at the moment to tell you the truth um the church really doesn't have to really step in until the politicians really take away human rights when politicians really take away then the church has a responsibility to stick up and remind um, us of our humanity. That's when the church will kick in, really. Um, um, But my real understanding and the way I kind of, I don't think I give people the answer they want, maybe. I just say to them, really, it's a a medical thing. I don't really go into conspiracies because I have nothing to really justify that. But I know that Christ is coming again, and I believe that there will be a chip system, yes, I mean, that's might sound controversial or maybe conspiracy, but, I, you know, I've got no reason to doubt um, what God has said. Um, but then it's like sitting back and thinking um, and waiting for the prophecy and doing nothing. That's the wasted talent. Um like those, um, like Saint Basil, some of his sayings have been totally extended and changed in a way to kind of, um, give us this kind of encouragement. For example, the idea of World War Three and what will happen in World War Three, and what will happen to certain Orthodox countries and, um, That should bring us together more instead of giving us this kind of um, false security that doesn't matter what we do, we're going to be kind of, we're all right because we're part of that kind of nation or part of that. And we have to really be careful. If anything, we have to, from that prophecy, our understanding is that um, the church still has a purpose in the world. And if we are the church, then really we should be praying. It's quite sad that people would lose their lives or people with this. We should be praying that everyone doesn't, you know, becomes maybe Christian or people become, you know, orthodoxy, you know, really has, um, has prayed that and the unity has happened of the churches. And then we can, you know, help save the world really. Um, but we're miles away. We're dealing with everything that we deal with. If we're dealing it in isolation, we're not connected to God, we think it's our responsibility. We think that we're the ones that are really doing and not doing the things and forgetting really that God's in charge when it comes to certain things. And, and we know this from the Gospel of Martha and Mary, you know, we should sometimes sit at the feet of Christ, sit in the church, and listen what the church is really saying. First of all, are we really finding peace? Are we becoming Orthodox? Do we understand what the services are? You know, why we're rushing around and um, really um, distracted, and it's very clever this distraction because I get a lot of things on my phone, you know, people sending me, have I seen this? And people, and I genuinely do not go onto the internet for this reason, I have no social media. Um, and people look at me as if I'm either pretending or not pretending, or I don't care, or um, but I don't really follow anyone. I'm meant to follow Christ. I, I know that, um, and I've got this kind of default, concept in my head of when I will think things aren't right um, and I've said this openly before the pandemic this is about five years ago um, on a talk I did on Tuesday I said that if my books are taken away and my books are changed and they're giving me different books and for me to say different things then then I would know that that's not the church that I want to serve that's what I said as simple as that everything else is i'm I'm focusing on heaven really and getting people to heaven we have to be heaven like we have to get the flavor taste of heaven don't worry about this world too much i don't you know how long we're going to be here and not be here this is our ambition is and our focus and hope is heaven really get it let's get a taste and a desire for heaven really honestly so i don't know for a student it's it's a tough one you'd have to know your students and and it's not a black or white question apart from the fact that it is really a health matter at the present moment it's a health matter um it just seems suspicious 100% i agree i'm not kind of skirting over the issue or trying to make it you know yeah. yellow when it's orange i understand what you mean um that there's really a lot of pressure, you know, governments, you can't travel, and there's no this, and then they were bribing children, and they, you can get a, they get you an Uber, even Uber, they didn't even say black cabs. Now, I would have been really annoyed if I was a black cab driver, they're kind of, so already they've made the deal with Uber as a company, imagine that, the government, and not even, you know, not, that's that's really unfair there's no freedom of trade there they haven't said you know we will pay for any way that you're going to travel to that place for example imagine putting people that might have corona in a an uber and someone else gets the uber and you know they're just sending people this you know it's really it's just that we've lost our trust in the government and most governments yeah and then from that we become very suspicious. That's
1: so why I think uh, a lot of people are looking to the church because it's the only institution left that we can trust. And I think that's why a lot of these questions come to you in particular.
0: Well, hopefully, but do they really trust us? They just use us. I mean, I know it sounds horrible, but people just hide behind us sometimes, the church. They're not you know, you're not really in. But we're a hospital. We're not judging. We're, you know, we're all unwell. None of us are perfect. And the same way as even priests. There was on LBC, actually, they were talking about that the Church of England is struggling at the moment and they might be shutting a lot of their churches. And I think it was in. Oh, I forgot what area they said. Um, there's no priests. There's no priests um so and it's the same with us sometimes obviously we're not closing churches but we're very undermanned has really anyone really got the desire to serve the church well we do in a lot of ways in different ways it's not just the priesthood but um i know that his eminence is really trying to um bring dignity to the the people of orthodoxy in this country by saying to them look you know we don't have to bring people from abroad or anything, you know. You, you know your people. You know you will. You know the same way that maybe I was homegrown. There's a lot of us out there. Um, but yeah, that time, I'm sure will come. But we don't really have that respect for the church either. Um, and you will see that that's why people are very very confused. Um, it's very evident that you can't trust the governments, even the news, for example, it's very manipulated. The church seems to be doing different things, especially when it comes to the vaccine. So again, who do you trust now? It really, And that's what the chaos is. It's really, it's kind of, uh, you've got people... Um, really stuck in the middle and don't know now and they're focusing on prophecies and they're talking about false cries and they're talking about don't trust the church you know it's really i I understand 100 um but i'm i'm in the church and i'm not as frightened um because this is um in that way i'm not frightened in that way i just have to um Yeah, it would take it day by day. Um, But I would say to your students, as I say to people here, that it is a medical decision and then you have to make it with good discernment and to the necessary needs of your household. You know, imagine if they have someone that's very vulnerable in the house, you know, to go around and not uniting that household maybe... um, and bringing in, you know, the op- you know the possibility of someone being very unwell, you know, you have to think um, a little bit more on that, and the fact that um, the is to really see then. Where am I going to really put my trust? And if it's in prophecies, then you have to say that God doesn't confuse us and it will be very evident. I know that he says, because he's told us it will be evident. Doesn't he say in scripture, a false Christ will come and he will do some wonders, but you don't have to follow anyone else. God is not sending any other prophets after himself at all. No other prophets have come after Christ. Christ was not a prophet. There was no John the Baptist was the last prophet, for example. There's no other prophets. Um, so Christ is coming and everything's finished. So there's, there's no uh, there's no one that can really there should be no one that we should be following at all. Because when Christ comes it's finished. When this false prophets and the false Christ come, Life will still be trying to carry on here. That's not Christ, then. So, so Scripture's quite clear. You know, there's nothing for us. No, like murky. mm, I have to really sit there and work out what color clothes did Christ say he's coming back in? This one looks like he's wearing green. I'm sure he said, "Oh my God, look it in the book." What color did he say he's going to come in? There's no like. There's no things like this. So, really, what does Corona do? Should mature us to start understanding? a little bit more of how to take charge of our lives. And you need a good mentor. And really, I think the best one is God, because he hasn't lied to us and he's He's done some wonderful things for us and still continually does. So, yeah, it's easy to touch trust the church, especially what it has to say, not what it does in its administrative life. But don't judge us. You know, we're just trying our best as well you know we're not perfect
1: thank you father